to the DEI Discussions podcast series. We are talking for the Women of Fintech podcast chapter and we are celebrating the women raising awareness of the challenges and looking for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are at the Fix EMEA Trading Conference in London and live from Alice Lewis. Alice is the Head of Institutional Electronic Execution at Peel Hunt. She's here today speaking on retail trading, so she will be telling us more. Welcome, it's great to have you. Thank you very much, lovely to be here. Yeah, thank you. So tell us, just to start with, tell us a bit about your role at Peel Hunt and what that means. Sure. So, I joined Peel Hunt a little under a year ago. Prior to that, I spent 10 years at LiquidNet, so my experience is entirely across the electronic trading function. At Peel Hunt, I joined to run the institutional electronic desk. And the product when I joined was in its infancy. So I've worked with a fantastic group of tech and quant teams to really build that product into something saleable that we can then reach out to the institutions across Europe to get involved with. Peel Hunt is a traditional stockbroker and primarily an investment bank. So the introduction of electronic trading for institutions was something quite new to the firm. And as such, it's been a really exciting challenge to get on board with. Yeah, fantastic. And it's just so exciting just to hear all the change that you've been privy to over the years. And there's a lot going on right now. Like, I know you're talking about how different retail trading is globally. So explain a bit of that to us. Sure. So I think retail trading is fascinating, and I knew nothing about the retail trading market when I joined Phil Hunt. So that was an eye-opener. Yeah. I anticipated finding out in about two or three weeks you know, how the land lied, and it took at least six months to get wow. really up to speed, which was a learning curve. So retail trading in the UK is typically 300 to 400 million pounds a day. During COVID, that went well over a billion. And the reason was because people were at home with more disposable income, more time. And I think you could probably compare it to the amount of home gym equipment that was sold during COVID and then maybe not used after COVID. Because we've really seen retail trading levels normalise back to that three to four hundred million a day since COVID. But in comparison to a market like the US, where 20 to 25% of trading is done by the retail customer, who, by the way, is you or me at home, yeah. in the UK, it's a much, much smaller number and very, very stock-specific. And that, in part, is to do with the stamp duty tax, which is payable when you buy stock in the UK, and also perhaps due to the lack of financial education that we get as kids, or certainly we had as kids when we were at school. That's really fascinating. I often have that conversation around financial education in youngsters. And does that happen at home? Does that happen at school? It's really, really fascinating. And I love how you, you know, sort of explained that really all of this is about the, the you and me and the listener and how everyone is involved in, in some part of it. So bringing it back to today's conference, there's a lot of talks around the future of trading. I just to hear your thoughts. I think the future of trading embeds technology and I think we need to focus on liquidity, which is always a topic that comes up. How do we access liquidity? How do we best reach liquidity? And how do we sync liquidity up across different venues? And I really do think that the leverage of technology to make markets more efficient is where the future of trading lies. And I think it's evident in the number of firms that are represented here today and that you see advertised at various industry events that are in AI and, you know, the technology development and the use of technology in the trading process and where you can apply that technology 
and I, I really think that enhances what we're going to be looking at going forward. It's super exciting, like the, the speed in which the change is happening. And I never hide from it, the, the human aspect of that is my business, yes. what I do. Um, how important is that to, to what this future will look like? Huge. So I always say the type of training that I'm responsible for at Hill Hunt is low touch. But that's, that means that trading is low touch. If you hadn't got a human being to talk to at the other end of a trading experience, you wouldn't want to use that firm. And I think if your coverage team weren't there for a day, you'd notice. If they weren't there for a week, you'd probably stop trading with the firm. And it's a, this whole industry is built on relationships and it's built on experiences with people that we know. And looking around the room here today, I've seen people reconnect who used to work together and connect who have only met over Zoom. And I just think it's, it's, there's a buzz here that you wouldn't get if there wasn't a human element to this industry. And I do think it's something that gets a little bit forgotten because it's not the 80s. It's a much more enjoyable experience than it used to be. Well, actually, it certainly wasn't in the industry in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. But people like people, and I think that's so important. Yeah, and I love how you explain that. People like people. There's a buzz in the room today. And just imagining not having that human aspect for a day or a week, the impact that that would have. This podcast is all about how we can be more inclusive and attract more people to this industry, to encourage more people to grow their careers within this industry. What more do you think our listeners and what more do you think this event should be doing for that? I still think there is a sense that this industry is difficult to get into if you haven't been to a certain school or achieved a certain degree or certain A-levels. And if you're a certain type of person who has maybe come down through a family of people who have been in this industry, my favourite people to interview when I'm looking to hire are inexperienced, perhaps not university educated, hungry, excited, driven people. But I don't think we attract them to this industry. I, you know, I came from a background that was nothing to do with financial services. And I saw an opportunity which luckily I was qualified to do, but I certainly didn't fair way levels. I did not go to a fancy university and actually I studied while I was working because I wanted to make money and I love the fact that my story isn't the same as a lot of people but I don't think we're doing well enough to appeal to the right sorts of people. I'm actually currently mentoring a young graduate who I think is absolutely fantastic and I met her at her current job um, working at my local wine bar and just noticed how enthusiastic and attentive and people focused she was and when I found out she was looking to, to, to achieve a role in our industry I was so keen to help and I'm delighted to say she's been through several interview rounds been offered a role and currently interviewing for additional opportunities and I just wonder how we can reach more people like her. I love that story. Mentoring is something I'm super, super passionate about. And I love being able to share stories of not just the mentoring of the process, but then what that turns into and the advocacy after that and overall for So it's been absolutely fantastic having you talk to us today on the DEI discussion. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of the event. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here.